Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. This is Mornings with the Holy Spirit, pressing into the power and presence of God. Real quick before we start our devotion, if you're in South Florida, would you come over and see me on Sunday? I want to meet you in person. I love to see those with whom I pray every day. We have a church here. You might not have known that. It's called Awakening House of Prayer. And we meet at 1047 a.m. and 1.30 p.m., two different services, two different worship encounters, two different messages, entirely different. Come on over and get involved if you want to go deeper in Christ. Give me a year of your life. Give me a year of your life and watch what happens. How God works in you, through you, changes you, gets you delivered. See, our church does deliverance. We don't just do healing ministry. We cast out devils. Oh, my, 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 my. And it's the great thrill of my life. Come on over to Awakening House of Prayer in Davie, Florida. That's Fort Lauderdale. If you're not in the region, you can watch our first service online at www.ahop.online. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity to get to know you for real. Amen. Person to person. Let's do this. Amen. Today's devotion is is from Mornings with the Holy Spirit, listening daily to the still small voice of God. If you're looking for a good devotional, this is one of them that God has given me. There are 365 prophetic words. What many people tell me is they go look up their birthday. My birthday is July 30th. And they read the entry for their birthday and they're like, whoa, this spoke directly to me. I don't know how that happens. It's just the sovereignty of God. I didn't plan it that way. How could I? I don't know you. We're going to read today from Mornings with the Holy Spirit, listening daily to the still small voice of God. And today's devotion is titled, Your Weakness Does Not Disappoint Me. My, 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 my. Somebody's about to get free today. Your weakness does not disappoint me. These are words God spoke to me, and I'm sharing them with you. This is, I remember when God said this to me. Listen, listen. If you're listening, say amen. I know you feel weak on some days. Rejoice. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. 
Your weakness does not surprise me or disappoint me, says the Spirit of Grace. I knew that you would not always win your inner battles with temptation when I wooed you into this relationship. You are a work in progress, but I see you as a masterpiece despite your failures. I see you as a winner, says the Lord. I see you through the eyes of love. I see you through the blood of Jesus. So call upon me to strengthen you and I will help you overcome your weaknesses. Come on. Come on. Isn't that a precious word from the Holy Spirit? Come on. That's how Jesus thinks about you. Today's scripture references 2 Corinthians 12, 9, Ephesians 2, 10, Ephesians 3, 16. Now the prayer starter from the devotional. I'm so glad that nothing can separate me from your love strengthen me in my inner man so I can resist all the temptations of the evil one and help me see myself the way you see me complete in Christ. Father, we thank you this morning, every morning. We thank you, God. We thank you. I just woke up this morning and just began to feel so grateful and so thankful for what the Lord has done. Don't you? We magnify you this morning, God. We celebrate your goodness. We celebrate your mercy. We celebrate your justice. We celebrate your grace. God, help us to remember as we're walking throughout our day just how good you are. Help us to catch you blessing us. Help us to see all those little things you arrange for us or help us to avoid just because you love us. just because you love us. You are ordering our steps, even when we can't see it, even when we don't know it, even when we can't discern it. You are ordering our steps out of danger and into prosperity. Come on. Out of wickedness and into your peace. Father, you are ordering our steps. We don't know it. We don't discern it. Come on, grasp this. Have you ever thought about this? Pray this with me. Father, we're so grateful. We have absolutely no earthly idea how your divine nature, how your heavenly oversight affects our life even minute by minute. How many times we would have been in an accident, but you caused the light to turn red so that we would stop short, so that we would be delayed just 30 seconds. We were frustrated because that stoplight went red. We thought we could make it through. We stopped. We didn't know. Little did we know. Little did we know that you were saving us from an accident. That job that we thought that we wanted, it was our dream job, or so we thought it was the perfect job for us, or so we thought that job, that that, that, that house, that relationship that we just had to have that we wanted so bad and we couldn't see what you saw. We couldn't see that that job was not the best thing for us. That relationship would have broken our heart. That house would have been too much to afford. And meanwhile, you have something better all the while. God, that is how good you are. (laughs) That is how good you are. You don't give us just what we want. You give us what we need. And what we need is better than what we want every time. 
You save us from heartache. You save us from woes. You save us from accidents. You save us from uh, spiritual warfare. Oh, my goodness. Have you ever thought, people of God, have you ever thought for all the warfare you have, for all the, the enemy meddling that's going on in your life, have you ever thought of all the warfare that God blocks? Have you ever thought of all the attacks that angels stop that you never even discerned were coming because of the sovereignty of God, because, because you pray in the spirit, because God's purpose and plan over your life must not be. Have you ever thought of how sovereign he is and how good he is and how much he intervenes in your daily affairs? I think about that every once in a while, and it just blows my mind. Father, would you help us to focus on you and not on the on what's wrong but what's right? Help us, Lord, to focus to, to focus on the things that are good and lovely and of a pure uh, a pure report. Help us, Lord, not to focus so much on what the enemy is doing. Yeah, we want to see it so we can take authority over it. Absolutely. We are not going to ignore the works of the devil. We are not going to ignore the plans, the purposes, the plots of the wicked one. We are not going to watch him lay out for uh, for the demon powers, whatever it is he wants. There goes the glory train. Did anybody hear that? We are not going to just roll over, lay idle, watch idly, sit idly by while the enemy runs rod shot over our life. But Lord, help us to be God-focused, the people that are God-chasers, the people that are God-lovers, the people that are so sensitive to your spirit that we would know immediately when anything is out of order around us so that we can step in and take the authority that you've given us in the name of Jesus. So that we can step in and push back the darkness before it manifests in the natural. So many things happening in the spirit world. Father, would you help us today to recognize your goodness? You are so good that when we're weak, you're strong. You are so good that when life has beat us down, you pick us back up again. You are so good that when we feel like we can't take another step, somehow we find a way. It's called Jesus. He is the way. You are so good that when the enemy takes his best shot, you are able to make us stand. We are not down and out. We are, we are up and over. So, Father, we thank you that where your spirit is, there is liberty. And your spirit is here among us. You said that you would never leave us or forsake us even to the end of the age. You are everywhere all the time. And you're just not in our presence. We are in your presence. We thank you, Lord, for your presence. Where your presence is, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand, there is pleasure forevermore. You told us in your word that the joy of the Lord is our strength. So when we feel weak, we're going to rejoice in the God of all gods. When we feel weak... We're going to press into thanksgiving and rejoicing and singing and dancing. And the Lord would say to you today, you might not feel free, but how would you act if you were free? Hey, hey, hey. You might not feel free, but how would you act if you were free? Ask the Lord. And the Lord would say to you, why don't you go ahead and act like you're free? Why don't you go ahead and act like you have the victory? Why don't you go ahead and act like the breakthrough is yours? Because it is. And 
and because you do have the victory, and because you are free in Christ. For I sent my son, says the Lord, I sent my son to set you free, and who the son sets free is free indeed. So don't let the enemy lie to you. Maybe there's some remnants, maybe there's some bondage, maybe there's some chains in the spirit around you, but you can break them off because you have authority. You can find the fullness of your freedom in my son. Legally, you are free. So begin to execute your freedom in the natural realm and watch that depression fall off you, says the Lord. Watch that oppression just melt away, says the Lord. Do not allow the enemy to keep telling you that you're in bondage. You are a breaker because the breaker is in you. You are a victor because the victorious one is in you. You are greater than your enemy, says the Lord, because greater is the one who lives in you than he who lives in the world. So stop looking at the bondage and start looking at the breakthrough. Stop looking at the victimization and start looking at the victory, says the Lord. Stop looking at the oppression and start looking at the omniscient one, says the Lord. I know everything about you, and yet I love you. I didn't expect you to be perfect. I didn't expect you to get it right all the time, says the Lord. I just expected you to return to me and look at me and let me help you. For it is my great joy and delight to answer your prayers for freedom. It is my great joy and delight to see you walk in the fullness of my purpose for you, says the Lord. I will settle for nothing less. But what are you settling for, asks the Lord. I will settle for nothing less than your absolute freedom. What are you settling for, says the Lord. Stop settling for less than my best. Because I sent my son to die that you might have everything that you need when you need it, right on time. I'm never late. So stop settling for what the devil sells you and begin to settle in to my promises, says the spirit of the living God. Come on. Come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I can't even remember what I just prophesied, but that last part was especially good. What are you settling for? Don't settle for what the devil's trying to sell you. Hey, hey, don't settle for what the devil's trying to sell you, but settle into the promises of God. That was so good. Don't settle for what the devil's trying to sell you, but settle into the promises of God. Come on, let me say that one more time. My God, my God, my God, my God. Stop settling for what the devil's trying to sell you. He's selling you a load of junk. He's selling you a load of lies. He's selling you a load of misinformation. He's selling you a load of fear. The devil is selling you a load of rejection. Come on. And you're paying for it. You're paying the price for it. When you buy it, it is costly. Don't buy into the devil's fear anymore. Don't buy into the devil's sickness anymore. Don't buy into the devil's rejection anymore. Don't buy into the devil's strife anymore. Don't settle for that. Don't settle for that. That is not your portion. That is not your destiny. That is not the outcome that God has for you. Stop settling for what the devil is selling you because you think that's your portion, because you think that's your lot in life. The devil is a lie. Begin to settle into the promises of God. You know what it means to settle? Do you know what it means to settle? I'm asking you a question this morning. Do you know what it means to settle? It means to camp out. It means to camp out in a place. 
Some of you are going through hell. Some of you are going through hell and you camp out in the middle of hell because you grew weary. I said some of you are settling in hell. You, you camp out in the middle of a hellish trial. You camp out in the middle of a hellish situation. You camp out in the middle of hell and the Lord is saying pull up stakes and go further. Get out of that hell that the devil tempted you into. Get out of that hell that the warfare has brought you into. Get out of that hell that your mind put you into and begin to settle into my promises says the Lord begin to settle begin to settle begin to settle begin to settle the devil I can see it the devil has been trying to negotiate with some of you I can see it the devil has been trying to negotiate with some of you would you hear me the devil has been trying to negotiate with some of you He's trying to negotiate you down. In other words, God has said, you can have, listen to me. God, I'm praying teaching you today. God has said, I'm probably waking up my neighbors. Jesus, help me. The God has said, God has said that I, Jesus said this, I came, John 10, 10, John 10, 10. I came to give you life in abundance to the full. Until it overflows. Yes or no? That's the Amplified Classic Version. John 10, 10. Jesus said, I came to give you life in abundance to the full until it overflows. Yes or no? So why would you let the devil talk you down from that position? Why do we allow the devil to negotiate with us for something less than what Christ died to give us? Why? Why do we do that? The devil negotiates with us. The devil negotiated with Eve in the garden. Lies, 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 lies. We are not going to settle. Come on, say this out of your mouth. I am not going to settle for anything less than God's best for me. I am not going to settle for the devil's lies anymore. I am not going to settle. See this, Jesus said the enemy comes before to steal, kill, and destroy. But I came that you might have life in abundance to the full until it overflows. And the enemy negotiates with you in your mind. Do you understand me? He talks you down from the high promises, the, 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 the yes and amen promise. He talks you down from it. He talks you out of it. And then he gets you to talk about it, about the promises of God as if they have eluded you for too long. He gets you to talk about the promises of God as if they're for somebody else and not you. He gets you to talk about the promises of God in a, in a negative way, like uh, unbelief, fear, and doubt. We're not settling. Huh. I am not settling. Come on, I caught the revelation today. If you caught the revelation today, somebody needs to shout out at me and know that you're there. Shout out and share. Don't let this breakthrough escape your friends. Do not settle. Do not settle. Stop camping out in hell and begin to camp out on the promises of God. So, Father, would you show us, because all of your promises are yes and amen. We know that. But, Lord, would you show us by your grace, by your mercy, would you show us the promises that you want us to camp out on in this season? Would you show us, Holy Spirit, would you show us those particular promises? Because there's so many. Of course, we stand on the entire word of God. But would you show us, God, Holy Spirit, the particular promises that you want us to camp out on in this season? Those particular promises that you want us to settle into. Because you just said in that prophetic word that we're supposed to settle on your promises. So would you show us 
Which ones? Because sometimes, Lord, I know, I know this is true about me and for many others who are listening to the sound of my voice, sometimes we're camping out on the wrong promise. Not that it's a bad promise, but how could a promise of God be wrong? Well, if that's not what God's trying to do in your life in this season, then it's not the best promise to camp out on, understand? If God is trying to heal you in this season, emotionally or physically, and you're camping out at a promise for a worldwide ministry based on a prophetic word you received at a conference, well, guess what? You're camping out on the wrong promise because you can't have that worldwide ministry until you're healed emotionally, right? If you're camping out on a promise for a spouse that God made you, you're camping out on a promise for a spouse, but your, your, your life is in shambles. You don't know how to run your own household. You don't, you don't have a stability in your soul. Then you're camped out in the wrong promise because God's not going to bring you a spouse. You don't believe it. You don't want God to bring you a spouse until you know how to run your household because it's going to affect your marriage. You understand? Some of you are, are camping out in a promise of prosperity, but, but you, your, your, your stewardship skills are just terrible. And if God gave you the, the prosperity you are believing for right now, you might squander it because you don't have the skills. You haven't been taught how to deal with financial matters. And so we need to do, do you understand what I'm saying? I'm pray teaching so much today. We need to camp out on the promise of God for the, for the season in our life that we're in. So what has God said to you? What scripture leaps off the page of you? Father, would you show us where we should be camped out? What promise that we should settle on because there's over 7,000 in the word and we know they're all for us. But what are you trying to do in our life right now that we need to grab hold of the promise for? Because we want to break through, break through, break through. We want to move from breakthrough to breakthrough. We want to move from glory to glory. We can't do that if we're believing for something that you don't want to do until 20 years from now, but that we're not believing for something that you want to do tomorrow. So help us, Lord, today as we celebrate your goodness, as we celebrate your grace, as we celebrate your love, where to camp out, (laughs) where to camp out, where you go, we'll go, where you stay, we'll stay, what you pray, we'll pray. Teach us how to pray in this season, according to your will for our life in this season. We don't want to get ahead of you. We don't want to lag behind you. We can't afford to get out of step with you and how grateful we are for your goodness and your mercy and your leadership and all the times that you spared us from pain and suffering by reordering our steps around a person, a place, or a thing that wasn't the best for us. We're so grateful that despite our own foibles and flaws, You find a way, God, I don't know how you do it, but you find a way to work all things together for the good. You find a way to take the things that the enemy meant for harm and you turn them for good. I don't understand how you do it. You are all powerful. You are almighty. You are all knowing and you are everywhere. And you're an awesome God. You're an awesome God. You're an awesome God. We thank you. We love you. We adore you. We magnify you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, isn't God good? Now listen, I'm going to tell you something that's going on with me so that maybe you can relate. We've had just a tremendous amount of warfare lately, and it's just coming from all sides. I mean, it's just some of it's just, it almost makes you laugh. 
weird text messages and voicemails, demonized people, you know, contacting us, computers failing, vendors stealing money, not performing services. Uh, I mean, I could go on and on. It's just been one thing after another. People being very demanding with me, people I haven't heard from in four or five years, burning up my phone, demanding to talk to me immediately because they, 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 they just would end up all these things. It's like a demon inspiring these people. A lot of it's coming through people. The enemy uses people, you know, just people being out of order generally. So a lot of just weird warfare. I mean, it's nothing life-threatening. It's nothing, you know, it's just a lot of pesky devils, inconveniences and time stealers. And I asked the Lord yesterday morning, I said, what is going on here, Lord? Because, and I mentioned this, whatever I did, I want to do it again. Whatever I did to make the devil that mad, I really want to know what I did because I want to do it again. Now, many people would say, that's crazy. If, if you're getting that much warfare, you should not want to do it again. Yes, I want to do it again because obviously I did some damage. And I'm, that's what I'm here to do is to advance the kingdom of God. And you cannot advance the kingdom of God without bumping into some demons because there are strongholds in cities. There are strongholds in people. Yes or no? And so the Lord told me yesterday morning, he didn't get, tell me the root of it. I still don't know the root of it. I, I know it's coming from more than one source. We had people in London calling us that there was some telegram going on that I was dead or something crazy. I mean, just conspiracy theorists. I mean, just on and on and on. I still don't know the fullness of the root, but I, I know three, three, it's coming from three sides. I don't, it doesn't matter who the person is, but here's the thing. I said, well, what is the problem here? And the Lord said, the enemy is taking revenge against you. He said, the enemy is taking revenge against you. That's what he said to me. I said, huh, okay. How about that? Praise the Lord. And here's the thing. So what do we do? This is going to set somebody free. No, what do we do? What do we do? Well, Ephesians tells us this. Look, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. So when the enemy, listen, I want you to catch this because many spiritual warriors get themselves in more trouble. Many Christians get themselves in a lot more trouble because they don't know what to do when the enemy is taking revenge on them. You might call it retaliation. You can call it revenge. There, you have to know which way to go. Do you get more aggressive? Do you get more aggressive? Do you push back harder? Do you go on a rampage and start binding everything you can think of? No, you have to be led by the Holy Spirit. And there's sometimes you just have to stand. Armored up. Somebody say armored up. Ephesians 6.10, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. It didn't say be strong in yourself. It says be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. How do you do that? How do you stand in the midst of the enemy's revenge? Because the Bible says, having done all to do, stand. But that's the conclusion. Verse 10 is the instruction. Verse 13 tells you how. Verse 10, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Verse 11, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Do what now? Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, whenever you see you therefore in scripture, you have to ask, what's the, there, what's the therefore, therefore? 
Therefore, because we have all these demon powers conspiring against us, therefore, we take up the whole armor of God. He repeats it twice. He tells us in verses 10 through 13, three verses of scripture, he tells us twice to stand and he tells us twice to take up the whole armor of God. He's repeating himself. See, many times I repeat myself. I'm not repeating myself because I forgot what I said. I'm repeating myself because you didn't hear it the first time. You didn't catch it. didn't sink in. And in four scriptures, he tells us to stand three times. He says, number 10, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, the power's might. Put on the whole armor of God. You might be able to stand against the walls of the devil. Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand and withstand. When you've done all stand, stand therefore. And so it goes on on stand. So here, here's the thing. In some battles, you just need to stand. Now, here's why. When the enemy begins to rage against you at the level of which he's raged, which he rages against me, it's up to the Lord to take vengeance on the vengeance coming against you. In other words, the Lord himself will avenge you. When the devil's taking revenge on you, you have to know whether you should, should continue in the warfare or if you should just armor up and stand and let the angels fight. Daniel, after he prayed, there was a war in the heavens. He didn't even know it. The prophet Daniel was praying and there was a war. His prayer elicits, it kicked off a war in the heavens. He had no idea there was a war in the heavens around him. Sometimes you pray something or you do something or you say something and you have no idea that there's a war all around you until what's going on in the spirit manifests in the natural. Because the warfare is always in the spirit before it manifests in the natural. Our, our, our goal is to bind it in the heavens before it manifests in the natural. Amen? But sometimes once it starts manifesting in the natural, it means that there was such an onslaught. I mean, you've got principalities and powers. It's not little demons. And sometimes we can't push all of it back. God will allow sometimes for us to enter into certain battles to teach us how to fight. Why would he do that? I don't see that in scripture. Yes, you do see it in scripture. The Bible said that God left some of the enemies in the promised land so the next generation of Israelites could learn how to war. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says that the Israelites, when they went into the promised land, they overtook their enemies little by little. But then it says that some of the enemies were allowed to, to stay in the land so the next generation would learn how to fight. God will allow some warfare to come to your door so that you know how to fight because you'll never be able to step into the fullness of your calling if you do not know how to fight. If God just stopped all the warfare before it came to your door, you would not know how to fight. And you have to know how to fight. He's not going to do that. He's given you authority in the earth. He's given me authority in the earth. But there's some kind, so there's revenge when the enemy takes this kind of revenge or retaliation. Ratna, first warning. When the enemy takes this kind of revenge or retaliation, sometimes the only thing you can do is Ephesians 6. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with the belt of truth and all these things. Why? Because God himself is going to take vengeance. Listen, Isaiah 1, 24. Isaiah 1, 24. We're going to pray. We're going overtime today. This is helping you. Then share it with somebody else because 
People don't understand anything about spiritual warfare. That's why they have such miserable lives. A lot of churches deny the reality of spiritual warfare. Isaiah 124, therefore the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies, that means the Lord of the heavenly host, the God who's in charge of dispatching angels. Therefore the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies, the mighty one of Israel says, I will take revenge on my enemies and pay back my foes. Well, that's great. The Lord's going to take vengeance on his enemies, but I want the Lord to take vengeance on my enemies. You don't understand. Your enemies are his enemies. The only reason that the devil is messing with you to begin with is because you're a child of God. The only reason the enemy is taking revenge on you is because you did something to advance the kingdom. You did something right. Sometimes you did something wrong. There's two times the devil will attack you when you do something right and when you do something wrong. Yes or no? I said, there are two times the devil will attack you when you do something right or when you do something wrong. But God here is saying, you know what? You stand, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. There are times when you have to fight. There are times when you have to, to go in deeper. But just remember this, because many times the, the, the revenge of the enemy comes, the retaliation of the enemy comes, and you just lose your mind and start binding everything you can think of. And what you're doing is you're starting a lot of fights with other spirits that weren't messing with you. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you start binding Jezebel and start binding death and start binding all these spirits that you've heard other people bind in spiritual warfare circles, and those aren't the spirits that are actually warring against you, what you've done is you've called them to attention. What you've done is you, you've, you've picked a fight with these other demons, and that's why you have then even more warfare, and you don't understand why your authority isn't working. It's not that your authority isn't working. It's that your discernment isn't working. You didn't hear from the Lord what to do because there's always a battle strategy and the strategy you had in your last battle is not necessarily the strategy for the next battle. If you look all through scripture, the, the warfare strategies that God gave to, to, the, to the judges and the kings and others in Israel were different. Gideon went with 300 men. Jo Joshua, they marched around the promised land. Jehoshaphat, they just praised and worship. It's not always the same strategy. Now, I'm not saying he won't give you the same strategy more than once. I'm saying that one time, if the devil was taking revenge on me, God might have me call in a hundred intercessors and just rip apart his structure. There could be times when the enemy is taking the, uh, revenge against me that God would just have me to worship or to praise or to rest or to make decrees. But in this situation, God told me to stand and that he would take vengeance on his enemies and his enemies are my enemies my enemies are his enemies do you understand so you've got to get the strategy you've got to understand these things this is why i teach in the school of spiritual warfare that's why i teach this over at school of the spirit.tv because most believers don't know it that's why i teach it in tactical warfare that's why i teach these things because you need to know it's not a cookie cutter so father today as we've gone so far over time Father, today, would you help us to discern the right strategy for the season that we're in, for the attack that we're facing, and to stop just beating the air like Paul said. Paul said, I am not just going to beat the air like a boxer, like a shadow boxer, just, just beating the air. We're not in practice mode. This is a real war. We're not, we're not fighting our own shadow. We're fighting unseen forces. And we need to know who they are because an enemy exposed is an enemy defeated. So God, would you help us? Help us.
Help us to discern. Help us to war. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Is this helping you? God is good. Guys, get on my email list at jenniferleclair.org or text the word prophet, P-R-O-P-H-E-T, to 555-888. God bless you. Share this with somebody before you get off the broadcast. Find a hub, start a hub, multiply, awakeningprayerhubs.com. God bless you. Have a great day. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.